0: The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. How many times can one man leave you breathless? get on his bad side, your number is up. is James Bond 007, Licence to Kill.
1: Hello and welcome to Smirch Pod Royale, a podcast celebrating all the Bond films by those who enjoy, hey, or you know, just aren't asked about them, hosted by me, John Rain. This week we'll be travelling to Isthmus, with revenge very much on our minds, and our target, very much like our friend, won't have a leg to stand on. Yes, it's licensed to Kill. And joining me to throw wet pasta at armed guards is comedian Steve Hall. Hello, Steve. Hello. Good to hear your voice. Good to hear your voice again.
2: That sounded, that sounded quite emotional. That sounded like did, one did. of us was in prison, the way I said that.
1: Are they treating you well?
2: As, as well as I can hope. As Isn't well as great. I deserve for my crimes.
1: Imagine if um, old Terry waited and had clean feed during his uh, imprisonment. <laughs>
2: I was—I yeah. googled. I was pleasantly surprised to see he was still alive.
1: He's still alive. Yeah, he—he can, he can only sit by a radiator these days, but he's all right.
2: I've—I've <laughs> yeah. uh, I've moved, I've moved house it's, it, since uh, since I last spoke to you. Have you? So, so this is uh, this is all. We've moved to Oxford, oh. and um, I, uh, bearing in mind that the film we're talking about involves vengeance, the thing that clinched us moving house was um, we had a basement flat. Right. And from the top floor flat um, into our garden came crashing down uh, not only a window, but the entire window frame. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, and it landed and exploded on a spot that the kids had been playing on like 15 minutes earlier. Oh, my God. Um, and it actually it like demolished a, a clothes horse so, uh, and that had sheets on it. And so like the tears in the sheets are like indicating what would have happened to the kids.
1: Oh, Jesus uh,
2: so, so, so it kind of spurred us to move, and they they offered us a hundred quid by way of compensation. Wow,
1: that's amazing! So,
2: so it's interesting watching License to Kill and thinking, I'm going to take a leaf out of Sanchez's book. This is, yeah, this is the, this is the way people should operate. So I'm going to arrive, I'm going to arrive at our landlord's house with that weird bit of twiggy thing that he hits, <laughs> Lupe with bigfoot's dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, had you seen License to Kill before? Um, I hadn't seen it in years, so because again we're of, a, we're of a similar age,
1: yeah,
2: uh, uh, and so this was. I remember, I'm, I remember not being al- not being allowed to see it in the cinema. Yeah, or and being too scared. Yeah, and being too mm-hmm. scared to try and get to get through as get into a fifteen at age, twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Um, but I remember, weirdly, I've literally this morning, my mum has, I've taken delivery of 15 boxes from that my mum, I had a load of old shit in my mum's shed, a shed I bought for that mad old bitch. And, <laughs> and, uh, and she's finally had enough, for some reason, she's decided that enough's enough, and it's hmm. all been uh, delivered to me this morning. And there's there's like... As there's like old enemies uh, and old Roy the Rovers, uh, and there's a couple of old Spectrum users, and and there's kind mm. of I'm sure there's like an advert for like the License to Kill game, but certainly the poster uh, is like uh, uh, having not thought about it, any he yeah. suddenly went, oh yeah, this is all flooding back. Like I'd, I'd forgotten quite how much I fancied Carrie Lowell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's, I mean,
2: she's kind of the pinnacle of the Bond girls. And in fact, I realised looking at, looking at her again, she looks incredibly like at one of my long-term girlfriends in my early 20s. And I realised that it's, it was a, an accidental homage to Licence to Kill. Because that game you mentioned, fucking hell, that thing was horrible. Was it? I, yeah, I don't think I ever yeah. owned it. Was, it, was uh, it a bad game?
1: It was really bad. Yeah, I owned it because I was a huge Bond fan at this point, And this was the first film I couldn't see in the cinema. Mm. I was 12 so I had the game and I'd play it obsessively but it was shit, it was like an over the top you know, looking bird's eye view down, you'd be in a helicopter and they'd be firing stuff at you and you had to avoid them and it was so annoying
2: Which is interesting, obviously the golden eye game then becomes, goes on to become iconic
1: mm. Yeah, it sums okay, it up really. got, yeah.
2: I, My mum didn't, she didn't return my spectrum, I've got, a, I've got a 48k spectrum in her shed and I think, I think my brother's going to try and sell it Mm, yeah, Which, well, um,
1: I've, I've got a plus two in the loft if you want that as well.
2: <laughs> it's quite, yeah. it's quite nice. I've got I've, she, she. I had all my old fighting fantasy books came back. Oh, nice! And uh, I, I going, they, they stand up; they've, they've stood the test of time.
1: Turn to page forty-two. Oh, I died of autoerotic asphyxiation. I wasn't expecting that.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but License to kill kicks off. Yes, with um, Sanchez. Franz Sanchez. Who's kind of like hey, a
2: He is one of the great villains. I, sh- I should say, because we 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 should, we should say, we've been trying to make this happen for, some, for several months. Yeah. So I've, I've watched this. I've about three times during lockdown, but now oh not for a few weeks. So, so I'm going off my notes, and in some cases, the notes I've taken are fucking indecipherable. <laughs> so <laughs> I can only apologise. It's like what seemed like a, a funny little segue now just looks like the, the ramblings of a drunk man.
1: <laughs> but you're right, though. He's a fantastic villain.
2: He's, he's Robert Davy. He's obviously mm. this and um, and Die Hard, hmm. uh, and, and which very different roles, but it's it's interesting that. Uh, I was reading an article about how dermatologists have said that memorable movie villains are often made memorable by their slightly nasty skin conditions, mm. uh, and and so as someone whose teenage years were were riddled with acne, it's mm. weird seeing his pock marks and yeah. kind of going like his misery, presumably in his formative years, has has <laughs> made, made he's one of the most menacing villains. <laughs>
1: Good God, yeah. I mean, he was in Goonies yeah. as well.
2: Yeah. Oh, is he? I haven't, I haven't, yeah, I've not seen that in so long. Yeah,
1: he's one of the Fratelli brothers. He's the one who right. likes Chunk when he's telling the story about <laughs> trying to vomit on everybody.
2: And it's, it's kind of interesting because obviously he is, in real life, he is a full on Trump lunatic now. He is, I'm afraid, uh, yeah. And to, to the point where I was like going through, I was looking at his tweets, thinking, "Am I going to find something funny that he's tweeted that would be nicely humorous to talk about on this?" And it's fucking horrible. Like it, yeah. it's it's a, where you you kind of go, I, "I have to walk away from this." He's and not then, James
1: um, Woods, but he's close.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he's um, he's a very good singer, so he mm. does a lot of Sinatra. Yeah, uh, and he's there's a there's a video of him where he's sung a song about the coronavirus. And it goes, you know, coronavirus, stay away from the door. Uh, And it's quite a jolly sort of bit of ridiculousness. But even then, the Trumpian stuff can't help but come out. So he he says to the coronavirus at the end of the song, go back where you belong. Right. It's just he has to bring kind of immigrant (laughs) uh, hate bashing into it.
1: He's also rocking a very, very bad wig these days. yeah. He's got that Travolta-esque wig where you, there's no decipherable hairline. It's just this thing on his head. Yeah, uh, but he's he yeah, arrived. So he's, hmm.
2: yeah, because this is this is it's this unusual. That, is it unusual that you see the villain before you see Bond? Is that yeah? It's fairly unusual.
1: Yeah, I would say it is. Uh, but yeah, he turns up because uh, he he rarely leaves Isthmus, which is the fictional South American country he's from. Because he wants to go, he he travels to Key West to get Lupe, his mistress, who's presumably flown there on her own to have an affair with a bloke.
2: Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's, 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 it's quite a sex positive film, this, and it doesn't judge the fact that she's just fucked off to to Key West to get her jollies in. In terms of establishing what a weirdo, like it's really menacing as an opening Mm. scene, it's horrible. Cause, yeah, because yeah, he gets he gets the um, the weird rubber thing out. Yeah. Sort of that kind of crocodile dildo that he... Yeah.
1: yeah. I think it's supposed to be a lizard's tail.
2: Oh, is that? I see. Right. Yeah, I
1: think it's supposed to be maybe the last lizard he had. Yeah. No, I keep the tail. It's good for hitting people with.
2: A lizard's tail sounds like a really bleak mm-hmm. Disney film.
1: It does, doesn't it?
2: Like it or a horrible medical
1: condition. <laughs> <laughs> I right, see so you've... I'm afraid you've got stage three lizard tail.
2: Yes. Have you been shagging Lupe? <laughs> She's been
1: <laughs> snooker Lupe. <loop>, eh? <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. So, like, much like Greta Garbo, he he never leaves home, but he's travelled there this time to get her. And like you say, it's horrible because he says to her, "Did he promise you his heart?"
2: And yes. he's no-
1: His number two is called Dario, It's played by a very young Benicio del Toro.
2: Yes. Who? Um. And they have a lovely thing every time Benicio del Toro gets his knife out. They, it 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 has a swishing sound. Yes, it, it's like a little audio cue, and I think it's meant to be menacing.
1: Yeah, but
2: it comes across like he's a character in a lower low. Yeah, the, the way they time it, so it, it's the it's the knife man equivalent of him going, "It is I, Leclerc." <laughs> they also do every time he smiles,
1: he's got like a gold tooth or silver tooth, or whatever it is, and it looks like they've kind of superimposed a little glint on it. Yeah, yeah. Or shone a light on it, or something. So it's quite weird. But yeah, he takes the guy outside, and they're, they're going to cut his heart out.
2: Yeah, and it, and again, just the menace. Because I, I was reading somebody's there were like cuts made to this, weren't there? Mm. Um, so I was trying to work out whether the versions I've seen in the past were like the were probably the slightly tamer versions. Yeah, uh, and then because there's one or two clips I've seen on YouTube where I was going, I don't remember that being that nasty. Mm. Uh, but whereas this is all done with suggestion, you, d- yes. you don't have to see; you just know that it's. it's you it, hear it's him really, scream
1: yeah. as he's whipping her. Yeah, it's horrible.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, I should say this is a it is a really good film.
1: Yeah, it is. It's my favourite.
2: Yeah, it's it, it's, I, and I, like I rewatched The Living Daylights, is what well. I was pleasantly surprised by by how much I enjoyed that. Yeah, but this is this is just it's just terrific.
1: Mm. And it's totally bombed.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Such, uh, well, it's a
1: huge summer though. Eighty nine. You had Batman and Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade and Ghostbusters two, and they decided to put it up against them, which was a terrible idea. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's it's interesting because Timothy Dalton's haircut is one of the few shit things in it. Like like he's I think he's a brilliant Bond, but the hair yeah. looks like the hair of just a forty seven year old accountant.
1: I'm afraid it does, especially when he slicks it back later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But talking of Bond, he's in a he's in a car going to a wedding. Felix's wedding. Yes, and, and yeah. I wouldn't want it, Bond can... anywhere near my wedding, really. Yeah. To be
2: Again, watch, watching it in watching it during the lockdown, it did fit. Like when you see him like that, and he's on his way to a wedding, you sort of wonder: has he been furloughed? <laughs> is, he... is he now a chauffeur? Yeah, he's, he's actually that, that limo has to stop off and do a few Amazon drops.
1: <laughs> uh, but they're going to the wedding, and then a DEA helicopter comes down. And says to yes. Felix, we've got Sanchez, and he's like, Do you have the green light? And he's like, we we're green. And then Bond says, Oh no, I'm coming with you. If I don't get you to the wedding, I'm a dead man. It's <laughs> okay, but strictly as an observer.
2: Yes. <clears throat> and they leave poor yeah.
1: Sharky on his own.
2: Yeah, and there's a lot of Sharky does a lot of do oh, in, in this film. He does because yeah. de- Della Della is waiting at the church, yeah. and her, her dad looks. Her dad does it. It's a really good pissed off dad face.
1: Mm,
2: proper sight. Yeah, like these these fucking secret agents. Uh, I told you, it's a bad idea. Yeah, and presumably Bond has organised the stag, so they're probably recovering from the stag do.
1: Yeah, can you fucking imagine what it was like? Like yeah. human centipedes. <laughs> <laughs> So they go off in the helicopter, and they land uh, Key West just as Sanchez is leaving. Basically,
2: and, yeah. And uh, it's it's a, it's, a film, it's got really good action scenes. That, that yes. This film. Is. So this is a, it's a, just a terrific action scene.
1: Yeah. And I said it on the podcast before, but I don't care. I'll say it again. This I, I the first footage I saw of this was on film eighty nine, obviously. And uh, I did not think I particularly realised it was ready. To, there were clips of it ready to be available. And I remember turning on, and it was literally the bit where Bond jumps out of the helicopter, does a forward roll, and then shoots from behind a barrel. I just remember thinking, fucking hell, that looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. Because this is like the action movie era, you know, because we are of a similar age, so all those action movies that came out, you were so exciting. And now a Bond film is like a proper action movie.
2: I remember when I used to watch Bond films on telly, I had this little... Narcissistic thing in my brain that was like going, I could be Bond, and I would like try and work out what what are the things I couldn't do. I remember like, well, I could do that, I could do yeah. that, and then, and then, and then there would be something like, oh no, I couldn't do that. And right. I remember that, that forward roll reminded me of that like, going, oh yeah, I p- would probably struggle to jump out of a helicopter.
1: I think I'd be shot about four times before I landed.
2: Yeah, or I'd, I'd just I'd do my knee. Yeah, and I and I'd just be going, I'm fine. You you, go, you guys go on ahead. Would you style it out? I, I would I would try to and then someone would go, You've obviously I would I would try to style it and I'd be detected within three seconds.
1: <laughs> I'd just be hiding behind the barrel crying and holding my knee. <laughs> oh God, it really hurts. I'll do I'll do me observing from here. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> yeah, so they capture Yeah. Cause they there's a brilliant it's one of the first times that you hear Felix the way he says Sanchez
0: yeah.
2: And it really reminds me of that episode of Futurama where he goes, Robot house!
0: <laughs> Cheese it! <laughs> Robot house!
1: <laughs> yeah. But Sanchez is a bit clever because as they're, as, as they're hightailing out there, he gets out early and runs off to go and get in a plane. So they're chasing the car without him in it. But because Bond stopped to speak to Lupe because she's a, she's a woman... <laughs> Uh, he's, yeah, he notices yeah, they're like,
2: the G- Jesus, G- James, how are your balls not completely <laughs> empty after the stag do? <laughs> you sh- you're shooting pure dust, man.
1: <laughs> he's like smoke signalling Felix with his cock. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he speaks to Lupe, sees the marks on her back, and she quite rightly doesn't want to talk to him, particularly after just being beaten up. But then they, they notice that Felix, uh, sorry, that Sanchez is got in a plane so Bond's like I've got an idea and then he really takes over he's like ordering them about he's like get yeah, in the yeah. fucking helicopter all of you <laughs> and they they take off and they chase him and that's the bit where yeah. he gets lowered down
2: that's I mean, called fishing is, again this is a brilliant mm. it's just a brilliant action scene it's really it, like even 30 years on I'm st- I'm still really gripped by it performed by the best aerial stunt man in the world with the best name which
1: is B.J. Worth. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great name,
2: isn't it? Terrific, and uh, th- which alongside um, uh, obviously Grand L. Bush. Yes. Later on in the film, some... <laughs> I um, there was a film over over lockdown. I'd never seen the film. The hit is it Stephen Frears? It's like Tim Roth and John Hurt. Oh no, I've not seen it. Um, it's a really it's like nineteen eighty four. It's an it's an absolutely brilliant film. Hmm. But there's a priest, uh, and this it this is almost all I can remember in the in the credits, there's the bloke the bloke who plays the priest, his name is Juan Calot. <laughs> and, and oh my god. That reminds me, the director of Police Academy Six has the
1: best name. His name is of course Peter Boners.
2: Oh fantastic.
1: <laughs> but it's not good as Juan Calot, though, eh? that's got to be honest.
2: I used uh, to I used to work in a post room for a uh, for a mobile phone company and we mm. used to like sellotape our favourite names to the wall. And there was a bloke, and and I've looked him up. He exists. I think he. I think he's like got a website. So I'm not. I don't think I'm betraying any privacy laws. Mm. There's a bloke. His name is Kenneth Lingus. <laughs> so, so.
1: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> uh,
2: to the point where you're kind of going, is that as he changed it by deed poll? And I, from what I could work out, and I've spent a lot of time trying to. Find, I think it's his real name.
1: I bet he's got a license plate that just says Fanny Man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so they go fishing, and Bond puts the line round the end of um, yeah. Sanchez's tail. And there's, and there's
2: some, um, there's some really good double takes in this film, and Sanchez mm. delivers. It's a really good little mini double take that he, he does. does. Uh, but
1: got, then you get this really nice bit where him and um, Felix then skydive down to the church. So it's bloody lucky yeah. they're over the church.
2: Yeah. Well, it's amazing that the fact that Della sees them, it, yeah. she, she knows she's there, so she's got amazing eyesight. Yeah. Which you know, sadly, didn't ever come into
1: being used later. No, in, in, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we get a nice shot, which I really like, of the the ushers carrying their parachutes in. Like yeah, it's a really nice.
2: Stuff. There's a lot of really, really nice touches, and, that, and that's oh. that's one of them. So and then it's some... into the credit. It's weird, like watching the credits. I forget there are, certain, there are certain Proustian rushes, and I forget that some of the some of my earliest boners <laughs> were. Uh, by just watching the the credits to Bond on telly, it's a because yeah. obviously for various re- you know for good reasons for understandable reasons Bond doesn't get shown on telly that much anymore or the old ones because they're because it's a minefield of who's going to be offended by what. Yeah, uh, but I forget that. Yeah, that you know a silhouette of a tip. Was you know mind blowing to a, to an impressionable seven year old?
1: Yeah, I tell you what, kids, you listening these days, you kids, you you had it easy. We had to go with catalogues and silhouettes of tits.
2: Yeah, you had to sit on Boxing Day hiding your boner while your granddad dozed in, in the sofa. And that wasn't even when Bob was on. You were just attracted yeah, to your granddad. Yeah, graduates. yeah, yeah. That was EastEnders. That was the worst.
1: That was just your granddad had a really nice ass. Yeah,
2: yeah. He had had a really soothing snore. Very erotic (laughs) snore he had.
1: He'd be on the ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) Nights for the erotic ones. (laughs) Listen to your granddad snore. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so after the credits, which is uh, significant credits because they're Maurice Binder's last one. Right. And I think he'd only not done one before, so this was his last he died shortly after this. And, um, yeah, so after that, um, Sanchez is being talked to by uh, Everest
2: McGill. Yes, who and it's one of those, like I, I'd forgotten that he was in it, like I remembered him, I'd, I'd been really into Twin Peaks, so I mm. remembered him from Twin Peaks. Yes. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, he's in this as well.
1: He was in so much around this time, because I remember him as the uh, werewolf and silver bullet, sorry, spoiler, um, and uh, the people under the stairs. Mm. And, and Dune, of course, uh, it certainly is that. Uh, but he says so he says to Sanchez that he's facing 900 years in jail. Yeah. Are they going to keep a, him alive to make him make sure he does it? <laughs> you see this a lot in American to, stuff when someone yeah, like so, has done a lot of murders. They say you are going to be in prison for 400 years. I think well, just say life. Yeah,
2: they just they just have to leave of just a moldering corpse. Yeah. In there because and I think does it takes place at the, is it the C, seizure pier? Mm. I think it says, which sounds like an old folks' home. It does, doesn't rather- it?
1: Or it sounds like something from Carry On. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but he says not even one of his famous million-dollar bribes will get him out of this. So in a move that the kids today were probably called, badass, right. Sanchez says, two million. Yeah. Not in a Sean Connery voice. But um, <laughs> two million to anyone that springs me. And is like, God damn, you make me sick. But secretly he's thinking, yeah, yeah right."
2: Yeah, yeah, you've you've you found. I, I, I wish I could quit you. You've, you've found my weakness. It's t- timesing things by two. <laughs> but he says all that scumbag
1: money won't do you a bit of good here. But yeah, <laughs> y- y- you're you're on. He, he then, Killifer then pops into the wedding where James has been told to go and get Felix because he's missing everything because he's working.
2: Yeah. And, and then, he's in his yeah. office with Pam. And is this, have we seen, is this the bit where we see Bond kiss Della? It's like every, a little bit too lingeringly. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, she says it remi- thank you. It, re- yeah,
2: it reminded me of Marlene kissing Del Boy in front of Boise but it just lingers <laughs> just that tiny bit too long. Yeah. But then but presumably Felix is like, you know, that's fine. You kiss her, Della. The things we did on that stag.
1: Mm. I mean, let's face it. They probably both had Della at the same time. <laughs> it's a horrible world back then.
2: That's that's why it's so devastating when she goes. They both yeah. go, oh, the middle of our wobbly H has gone.
1: <laughs> of wobbly H. I haven't heard that before. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so he goes in to see Felix, and Felix is talking to Pam, and he's like, um, "I better go," you know. And then Bond sees Pam's a bit like, "Oh, hello," uh, and then uh, he hands Felix the knife, and Felix puts his CD that he's yeah. taken out of his giant laser disc player, which looks really yeah. funny. This tiny little There's disc a, in this yeah. Player. There is
2: this line. like is it, he literally says I'm like, "Just let me save this." Yeah. So it's and is this the first time we hear someone say pl- "plomo" or "platter"? Like lead or silver. Oh
1: yeah, yes, that's right. I think
2: because it's because it, in terms of the the really nice touches, there are so many brilliant lines mm. uh, in this, and that's that's one where it comes up a few times. But again, it's just there's just there's so many lovely bits like that where you're just kind of going, "This has really been finessed."
1: Yeah, and they they did they did the really good idea of <clears throat> thinking they have a revenge film, and then the producer and writer co-writer of this, Michael G. Wilson, suddenly remembered *Yojimbo*.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: and thought that would be a really good way of doing it—of someone going in to an operation, uh, an organisation, and rotting it from the inside out. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is a really good idea because it could have been so easy just to have him do it like commando, where he turns up and just kills everybody with explosions. Yeah, yeah. But I like the way that its very Bondy. And also, Yojimbo, the Kawasaki film, not Kawasaki—that's a motorbike. <laughs> 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 Karasawa film. Um, um, of course the sequel was less successful yojimbo and the jet set where he was a, <laughs> a, a, a plane at a japanese airport <laughs> yojimbo oh! That's a deep dive I, um, for me
2: anyway. i i was at um yeah, okay. the the bfi quite recently did, did a, hmm. a Leone um uh, season so i'd never seen fistful of dollars which i think is is the original well, not the original remake of yojimbo but it's obviously it's yeah uh, and it is, it, it, it's such a basic, it's such a simple plot line, but all of those films they execute it so brilliantly.
1: Yeah, and we then Walter really Hill get... remade it again, didn't he, with Last Man Standing? Bruce yeah, Willis, yeah. which I really like. It's a gun, it's a western, but set in the 30s, basically.
2: Right. I yeah, I don't think I've seen that.
1: It's good, yes. Bruce Willis comes into a town and it's these mobsters controlling it, and Christopher Walken plays the heavy. It's very good. So yeah, they they then go to go and cut the cake.
2: and, yeah, and there's a nice bit do... of there's a nice bit of foreshadowing mm. it? Cause is it is it Felix says we're not going fishing on, or is it Della says we're not going fishing, fishing on
1: my on honeymoon? My honeymoon. Yeah, no, you're not, love. No, well. Felix is a bit. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: um, And they give Bond uh, his present, which is a lighter, which again is a little, little bit of a foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, which is inscribed James. Love always Della and Felix brackets the wobbly h. <laughs> <laughs> uh but the, again with foreshadowing is that when he lights it it it's set too high and it just bursts out. Which would have been great if it took his eyebrows and he was all singed.
2: Yeah. It could have saved that haircut. <laughs> <laughs> <It could. laughs> i not going to have to get my bloody
1: haircut. Um, yeah, so meanwhile, back on um, Sanchez being taken out, my favourite question from the press as he's being loaded into the van is one of them says, are you really Colombian? <laughs> <laughs> I always enjoy that. I missed, yeah, I missed that detail, that's really funny. It's brilliant. He gets put in the uh, back of the van and they drive off uh, with Killifer in the front. And they get to a certain point of the bridge where the bridge is slightly out, there's a bit of the railing missing. And he smacks the guard that's driving right in the face. And the guard just, it's really funny because of the way they do it. You know, they, they, he obviously got the makeup on already. Yeah, yeah. And as the gun hits him, he turns, you can kind of see for a second he already had that makeup. But then yeah. he pulls the steering wheel and they drive it straight into the water.
2: And it's, again, it's pretty well done this. Because obviously yeah. it's, it's very reminiscent of Mission Impossible Fallout. That, like that. Mm. Um, but other than the fact that the, the water of the sea is, is weirdly clear yeah um, it feels like a swimming pool it's 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 yeah. pretty well done
1: yeah and and loads of divers come in and save them they give them both breathing apparatus and take them away in a, in a crest a wave crest submarine and you get this lovely scene of just like helicopters all over the water and everyone trying to have a look down it's awesome reminds me a bit of a few years later they did this well not a similar thing but they used the same location for true lies
2: yes yeah a yeah.
1: big long bridge it's very cool meanwhile the, the wedding's finished Bond's leaving,
2: and Della and says, "Oh, de- by the way, uh, yeah, has she, she given him the garter? Does she give him garter. the garter? Yeah. yeah, dirty, dirty old bitch." <laughs> <And> <laughs> as
1: he to... catches it, it sounds like a packet of crisps. <laughs> yeah, and um, <clears throat> yeah, she says, "There you go," and he, he says, um, "Thanks, but no."
2: Yeah, and then it's she's like, it's Please. a really, it's I, I I mean I I listened to the one you did when you covered this before with Chris. Mm, mm. Um, but it 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 bears repeating it's one of the great no's yeah of, no. of in all cinema it is thanks but no no
1: no and she says that I say something wrong I and mean, then Felix says he was married once. And uh, she was killed on the wedding day. Imagine that.
2: (laughs) Imagine if that happened.
1: Wouldn't that be awful? And she's like, yeah, that'd be awful. Imagine having a lovely wedding and then being murdered. Anyway, let's go in the bedroom. And she starts talking about how he's got a bad back. This is the stag night coming back again.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I was,
1: I was on the end of a human centipede. I was on the floor for ages. <laughs> Killed. Um, <clears throat> as they go, there's the a lovely
2: bit when, when Bond oh. when Bond leaves his car turns left at about five miles an hour, but they still put a screeching of wheels in.
1: That's true. Yeah, he wasn't in gear. <laughs> yeah. He was just thinking. He was sniffing the garter. Like oh oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as they go in the room, Felix is knocked out with a gun to the back. <laughs> And uh, yeah, Della unfortunately is murdered and presumably raped horribly.
2: Yes, it's implied, isn't it? Yeah. That, uh, uh, that they do it because there was cause I've been listening to the audio book of Ted Kotcheff's uh, autobiography, hmm. um, and he says that it, in that he says that he was originally offered license to kill. Oh, really? Uh, he did and, uh,
1: first blood, didn't he?
2: Yes, uh, yeah. and. Um, uh, and uh, Wake in Fright, which is one of my favourite films. Oh yes, yeah. um, but I, but I, I love. I, I would have loved to have seen what he'd have done with Licence to Kill, because I like to think that he would have then turned Della into a weekend at Bernie's affair, <laughs> <laughs> and that her, her part would have been much bigger throughout the film. all, all the way through the film,
1: yeah. i had a lovely little farcical scene with Bond having to keep her upright as he's driving.
2: Yeah. And Felix just being quite happy, just like he's got a nagging awareness that she's not saying much.
1: Yeah, but he he doesn't want to know. Uh, But he wakes up uh, in the aquarium, Milton Crests Warehouse Aquarium thing, and uh, you know, confronted with Sanchez and Dario, that's where Dario says the horrible line. Don't worry. Yeah. We gave her a nice honeymoon. Oh, God. Yeah.
2: And he really, it, it's, it, Del Toro is so great, but he really yeah. lingers. That, it's like honeymoon. Yeah. Like, like, I wonder how many takes they did like, that going, can you keep it, can you do it for a minute, Benicio?
1: In the um, behind the scenes documentary, they talk about how, because Robert Darby and that comes across really well. Uh, like he just loved doing the film like a, it was a real right. thrill for him yeah, but he yeah. he was a prankster Steve <laughs> <laughs> you know when you, you hear about people on sets who are pranksters and everybody's always like yeah he was always playing pranks and the Totoro says it and you can just tell behind his eyes he's thinking and I fucking hated him <laughs> uh, and he was apparently Darby was running all sorts of uh, poker uh, schools and stuff and fleecing people for money Wow. Which is a shame how he's turned out because as I say in the documentary he seems like a really nice fella. Yeah. yeah,
2: that is a shame. It's quite. It's such a. It's one of those phrases we gave her a nice honeymoon that you want to. I like. It's difficult not to drop in conversation. Yeah. Like I I found myself wanting to say to my wife, "Do you remember our honeymoon?
1: <laughs> oh no, sorry, that was my last wife."
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah, so and Felix, and it's
2: because they also say in in this thing they say to Felix, this is nothing personal; it's purely business. Yeah, and you want to go? What, so so raping someone's wife is business, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> mm.
1: it's, it's a different world down there, Steve. They operate differently. It's a man's world. <laughs> but he gets Felix and puts him on a chain and lowers him down into a, a tank that's full of sharks.
2: And is this where is this where Killifer says two mil is a hell of a chunk of dough?
1: Yeah, because he, he just comes out stands in front of him and just like rubbing it in a yeah. bit really
2: and he's, what does he say? Yeah. and does felix say something like what killing me won't, won't achieve change anything? anything something like won't change anything yeah. and then it's the line there are worse things than dying yeah uh, and he then forces him to watch specter <laughs>
1: <laughs> after quantum of solace yeah. no no um, but you this bastard. is this is the bit that was cut to buggery because it's now been put back in. You can actually see his leg being bitten off. Yeah, yeah. But when it first came out, he just goes down into the tank and then he says, "See you in hell," and then it cuts. But now yeah. it's been restored because obviously we're a bit more laid back culturally now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's probably 2015, yeah, but
2: because I've I, I've only seen the leg on YouTube. I've definitely in, in the the ones I've watched, it was it, yeah. I've I've seen the. Uh, the edited version, and so when you first see the leg, it is—it's it is, still got—it's got teeth to it. It's why—it's—it's oh, yeah. what one of the reasons it stands up so well. It's got that, all, all, you know, Dan, Daniel Craig style harshness to it.
1: Well, this is it. I mean, Dalton—that was Dalton's idea from the get-go, but he was twenty years too early, basically. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, when Daniel Craig did it, was like, "Oh, he's such—he brings such a hard edge. It's so refreshing." It's like mm, it's done twenty years ago, and no one liked it, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but on the Blu-ray, certainly, when you watch that scene, you see the leg coming off, and yeah, it's horrible. So Bond, the next day, he's next morning, he arrives at the airport. He's on his, he's supposed to be on his way to Istanbul, and uh, there's loads of police everywhere. And he's like, "Oh, what's all that about?" And the woman
2: says, "Yeah, oh, he's, some like, he's big like, oh ducky. shit, they've cu- they've caught up with us from the stag too." I thought <laughs> I thought i <I'd laughs> got away with it.
1: Oh god, it's the midget police. <laughs> <laughs> I only threw one. <laughs> I didn't burn him. Uh, but she says, yeah, the, <clears throat> some big drug dealer's escaped. And he's like, oh, fuck. So he races to Felix and then finds Della on the bed, not looking too well. She's dead.
2: Um,
1: yeah. And he
2: briefly he briefly thinks, should I? No.
1: <laughs> She's a bit too cold. Um, <clears throat> disgusting. Uh, but then he goes into the living room and he sees a pl- pl- plastic bag on the chair. Um and uh, he peels it open and Felix is inside, looking very dead, but obviously. As yeah, tell, that yeah. Isn't. But he finds a note that says, and I love this, this is from the Live and Let Die book this is taken from. He disagreed with something that ate him.
2: It's a terrific. It's, it's nice mm. when they get the, the Fleming touches in. Yeah, that's a great it's, line. Yeah, and it's, it's better than you, like, I'm glad that they st- they'd gone to the original text rather mm. than trying to find some uh, some awful... Modern pun.
1: Well, I've written a few alternatives they could have used. <laughs> Legless, sleeping it off. <laughs> we all have a friend who was eaten by a shark. Here's Jaws. Nice, very nice. And here's a lone shark that bit his leg off. <laughs> <laughs> um, that last one needs
2: work.
0: I, I <clears throat> so I you, have
2: some, yeah, go on. Maybe uh, uh, we raped and killed his wife. <laughs> kiss, kiss, kiss.
3: France.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least we put him in a plastic bag. Though. I mean, that's very thoughtful. He obviously looked at the sofa Yeah, some, yeah. Soon. It's quite nice. Blood's tough to get out. Yeah,
2: yeah. They. Like they've got like we've we you know we've we've killed his wife and taken his leg, but you know sofas are a nightmare to clean.
1: <laughs> but then we get our first bit of Dalton anger when the phone rings he picks it up and it's Grandale Bush on the phone, who says, "Hey, Felix, well, how's it going?" And he's like, "Call a bloody ambulance." <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so they all arrive, and one of the policemen's like, oh, I know what this is, it's a Colombian drug dealer thing. There's probably a chainsaw, I've seen loads of them. And that's when we get the great line of Sharky going, chainsaw my ass, it's a shark bite. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
2: he knows his stuff.
1: His left leg's gone below the knee. They tell him that Sanchez has gone, uh, and all of Felix's files have gone with him, and they can't do anything because it's out of their jurisdiction because he's gone back to Isthmus.
2: Which is one of those. There are certain like phrases from those fil- from films and TV, and outside it's outside your jurisdic- jurisdiction. Is one of those mm. phrases. it's just it. It's one of the great. Just yeah, just fucking stick that in the script. That'll do.
1: It's like *Lethal Weapon 2's wonderful diplomatic immunity that gets used all the way through it.
2: Yeah, I um, I'm... one of the I, I once did a a, a night where you have you have to do nothing but puns, right? Um. Uh, and uh, and the problem with it, like if you if you're just doing puns like that, if and, and they they're almost uh, reveling in how bad they are, hmm. but it means that if someone doesn't go with it, you can't sort of go. Oh, I can rescue this with a different style of joke. You have to tell then an even worse pun. And I I had a I had a joke in an old notebook hmm. that was something like they're doing a dinosaur version of Lethal Weapon Two, <laughs> oh, and God. at the end of the at the end of the film, yeah. Joss Ackland says Diplodocus immunity. <laughs> I mean that would be brilliant,
1: I mean, if you'd uh, have said that totally out of context,
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it's sort of become a thing like like me and my brothers it's be for, 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 like di like it had always been diplo- diplomatic immunity, <laughs> but then yeah, that's now morphed into diplodocus immunity, and it just it just makes you look mentally ill.
1: And now that's all I'll think of when I think of that film.
2: And so they, so they say, let's go shark hunting. And it really yeah. sounds like he says, cunting. There's, it's, it it's like, let's go shark hunting.
1: Shark hunting.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's like one of the more controversial carry on characters.
1: So they go to a warehouse. This is the, and he's like, this is the last one in this neighborhood. And it's Milton Crest's warehouse. And that's where we meet Milton Crest with his dodgy eye. Yes. Um, and he's brilliant. I love him in this.
2: Oh, he's he's phenomenal. He looks mm. like a Miami version of Windsor Davis, <laughs> and and it and it works. It it works as a look, or or a pass. sort of Joseph Fritzel on holiday. There's, there's that kind of feel to
0: it.
1: <laughs> I'm just imagining him and Ed Asner doing Never the Twain for the American TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so he, he knocks at the door, and that's when he says, <clears throat> I'm James Bond, Universal Exports. I've been requisitioned by London Zoo to take possession of a great carcadian a carcadius. Really, oh, again,
2: wow. it's Dalton's delivery of that Karkari- yeah. it's it, yeah, he's just yeah. He's a class act. He really is. And then he says, Please,
1: I've come all the way from London. So they show him in, and then Milton Crest is like going, Oh, as you can see, we're closing down our operations here. We don't have any more sharks. And then he's like, oh, that's a nice submarine. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's for sale, actually. And then Bond has a quick cursory look around, but because Dalton's a pro, he, his eyes stop at something and then he carries on. And then he says, uh, anyway, so as you can see, I'm very busy. And then I love this dismissive line when Bond says to him, anyway, um, it's nice to meet you, mister. And he goes, goodbye. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's
2: nicely done that
1: w what, what, what Crest doesn't know, what we know, is that Bond has noticed that there was a wedding, that the uh, carnation that Felix was wearing at the wedding has been swept up into
2: the corner, so he knows he's, he was there. Yeah, it's nice. I like, I like to imagine that Felix and Della were having big arguments, like, we don't need to spend this much money on flowers. <laughs> During the Wobbly H. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so later that night, Bond and Sharky come back in a little dinghy, and then Bond sneaks in. Oh, we, we, we we're shown that there are sharks still there because one of them pokes his head out and goes, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but Bond goes up. and then and goes,
2: I, I really wish Bond delivered a lot if he said something like, I've already had enough problems with Jaws.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That would have been great. Locked right down the camera. Mm. In a very yeah. odd Dalton way.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he goes up and starts looking around in the dark. And there's cocaine there.
2: Yeah, under the maggots.
1: Under the maggots, which are clearly not maggots. It's always bothered me. They look like, it's clearly, it is pasta. Yeah, yeah. The the way someone thought they look like maggots has always bothered me.
2: Yeah, like, like that's someone who has a very unhealthy relationship with food. It is, isn't it?
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's horrible. Either that, or, either
2: that or their parents' Italian restaurant needs to be condemned by the council.
1: <laughs> but he's, re- he's sort of reaching around in there, pulling out the drugs, and then a guard turns out and puts the gun through the back. And then he says, can I take my hands out first? And then flings all the pasta in his face. And it always reminds me of that bit of Naked Gun when Drebin gets a pillow to the face. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: It's like, oh! that guard basically does that.
1: <laughs> and he punches him in the stomach... And then flips them in there and shuts it. Yeah. It says Bon Appetit.
2: Death Death by by maggot pasta.
1: Yeah. Unless they're like really fucking genetically modified maggots or something. Yeah. Like mutated
2: <laughs> Mutos. And then one bloke gets one bloke gets whacked in an in electric an electric eel tank.
1: Yeah, which has got a nice sign on it saying danger electric eels,
2: which is very yeah and then there's a bit does he put a lobster in a tank there's just one shot where, I think, where, he, I think uh,
1: he just floats by, by down as he walks past it I think maybe he had it in his pants right. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh bloody hell that was stag night. <laughs> yeah
2: uh, I thought the crabs were bad enough
1: <laughs> right down the camera again <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then Killifer comes out carrying his suitcase and holding a garden like it's accessory he's always got this suitcase <clears throat> and, um, yeah, and he's just about to shoot Bond when Sharky comes out of the trap door and knocks him over. Yeah. You know, and he gets pushed, and now he's dangling in the sharks and says, I'll split the money with you, and then we get that great line. Because you know, you know how Roger Moore was always like, oh, I didn't like kicking that car off the side of Your eyes Only. It was a very un-Bond thing to do. And now you've got Dalton saying, you earned, you earned it. You yeah, yeah. It. Throwing it right at him so he falls in with all the sharks.
2: yeah. And the delivery, the way he says "old buddy," old buddy, and it reminds me a bit of Napoleon in uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, buddy.
1: Ziggy Piggy, Ziggy Piggy. <laughs> so after Killick has been dispatched, then Sharky says, "What a waste!" And Bond gives me a look like, "What the fuck did you just say?" And he's like, "Of well, yeah. money."
2: <laughs> yeah. And okay. yeah, if correct. ever if ever a look to camera should have been delivered, that, that's one. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, this scene should have just been full of them. Yeah. We've, had th- we've had three so far. So then he he's walking around in um, Key West the next day, Bond. Uh, him and Sharky are getting a boat and they're going to go and look for the, the, uh, the wave crest. And then Grandel Bush does this wonderful thing that you used to do at school where he taps him on the shoulder. So he looks one yeah, way and yeah, he yeah. appears on the other side of him. Yeah, he says. Ah, how are you like, doing? It's just the, that-
2: the next. The next thing he's going to do is flick him with a fountain pen, and, yeah. and then spa- and then spam him.
1: <laughs> oh, spamming! You don't hear about spamming anymore. Yeah, it's a
2: really lost art.
1: Yeah, it turned into happy slapping, and now that's gone. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Certainly, if the, if you were a boy at school, luckily I wasn't one of them. With a large forehead, your 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 days were hell. Yeah, you would get and constantly it's the, spammed.
2: But it's like you could cover every base you could have nothing that could be taken the piss out of your, your clothing could be immaculate your mm-hmm. name doesn't rhyme with anything inappropriate <laughs> but all it takes is a bare palm to your forehead and yep. you're in social siberia
1: and the word spam yeah that and, and also then there the would one- be the
2: the variations there would be the round the world spam or also known as the Irish spam.
1: What's the Irish? I don't know. It's just, just
2: like- as in you just hit someone on the back of the, on the back of the head rather than the forehead.
1: Right. Okay. Uh, you were in Boreham Wood, weren't you? Yes. Yeah, I was bushy. This
2: is this the thing in the in the stuff that my mum's um, that has come from my mum's shed? Hmm. Uh, there was a box I took home a few months ago that had all my old Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Wow. Which is almost entirely bought from Beatties on Watford High Street.
1: There you go yeah in the, in the
2: late 80s and there was there was one there was these set of gazetteers um there were 14 of them and I was thinking I'll, I'll stick them on eBay see what if anyone would be remotely interested hmm. and someone paid for these 14 things someone paid 650 quid Jesus Christ which uh, so I was um yeah slightly blown away by that
1: yeah wow that's amazing
2: because I memories at, at um my mate james carter who who also lived in Bushy, mm. um he uh we did a we were a bit, this was in 1988 we did a sponsored 24 hour dungeons and dragons role playing session right uh, to raise money for children with special needs ironically enough <laughs> uh, and uh, and so it's this has all come flooding back these these old sort of sli- where, where the boxes are slightly caved in yeah. Or you've like written the name of your character, uh, and you know, like, add a dwarf called Bob Small. <laughs> and it's, it's like there's classic little bits bit, of nerdery where, where I found an old character sheet, and I, I haven't written it in as Dungeons and Dragons. I've written it in as Dragons and Dungeons. Nice. <laughs> it's, you know, when you kind of love and hate your future, your, yeah. your previous self.
1: Yeah, don't label me. I don't like Dungeons and Dragons. I like Dragons
2: and Dungeons. Dungeons. Should we play Dragons and Dungeons? What's Fuck that, off, Steve? Is, that, is yeah. that a new game? <laughs> yeah. And there, um, there was a really brilliant one we played called Top Secret, that that was a, a, an espionage role playing game. So taken so much out of out of the Bond universe. Um, and and I actually pref- I really preferred it to to D and D. I still love D and D, but it was something about particularly in that time where 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 you know Bond was so s- steeped in Britishness. Yes. That yeah. That being a spy uh, was was really fucking great. Yeah, so that's eh? the only thing I've kept. the only thing I'm not going to stick on eBay is the top secret stuff.
1: I mean, these days it's about leaving things in tapas piles. It's not as, not yes. as exciting. <laughs> Um, but L Bush, thank you for mentioning BT's and Watford High Street, though I'd forgotten about it.
2: Yeah, it's because um, I'm there's a there's just the tonic comedy club on Watford High so that's my my main experience of of Watford High Street is doing that club every now and then, and it's it's mm. kind of you know obviously so much of it has changed.
1: Mm. Yeah, I remember buying I bought from BT's. Do you remember when Alien Three came out? Yeah, I bought a Airfix a model of the Alien that I built. Fantastic. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's, that's that's really great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so, yeah, Grand Old Bush says, um, yeah, we found a little bit of killer fur. And then Bond's like, oh, well, at least someone's doing their job. And he's like, and then he just says that wicked, really good line, it's over, Commander. And then he points him to Hemingway House. Yes. Where he goes in and sees M.
2: Yeah, he says, this were supposed a, to be forget, in
1: Istanbul last
2: yeah. night. I forget that Grand Bush. Um, this is a bit where they talk about keys of Coke. That's right. Yeah, uh, and it's that's one of those things. It's so of its time. Yeah. It, the, the, again, those phrases that feel like they're just in the lexicon, and you wonder, like at some point, the, who's the first person who sort of said, "I'm the, I've, I'm the first person who said keys instead of kilograms." <laughs> Everyone's no, I never get the bloody recognition. <laughs> so, so he, he's in Hemingway House. Oh. And um yeah it's quite it's quite like because obviously they always there's always a mild bollocking that he gets, but this is like a yeah. proper
1: bollocking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you were supposed to be in Istanbul last night. And then he says, uh, I've got business to finish this, sir. he goes, Let the Americans clean it up. It's it's their mess, but they're not gonna do anything, sir. <laughs> and then he says, um, well you've got to go and he goes, well, In that case you'll have my resignation and then we get you're, this is not the country club seven.
2: It's a terrific, which is a mm. it's a terrific line again, delivered brilliantly. Yes,
1: I love this M. He's not as good as Bernard Lee, but he's bloody good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he says, "Well," then he says the other great line, which I'll always remember forever. Mm. Effective immediately, your license to kill is revoked.
2: Yeah, which again reminds me of diplomatic immunity. <laughs> yeah, diplomatic immunity
1: <laughs> Has been revoked. <laughs> Decaffeinated. I oh, was um, the
2: Hemingway thing. I really wanted there to be a farewell to arms and legs. Yes,
1: that would have been good.
2: Again, down the, down the camera.
1: Right down the camera, yeah. Uh, and, then he, and then he also says, I need not remind you that you're still bound by the Official Secrets Act. Lovely. And yeah. then Bond's about to hand his gun, kicks someone in the stomach, and then jumps over the side and runs off. <laughs> and then M says, There are too many people. And then he says, God help you, Commander.
2: Yes! Yes! And the too many people thing, it really feels a bit like that's M's views on immigration. (laughs) Uh, But
1: meanwhile, on Milton Crest's boat, Lupe is on board and Crest has had too much to drink.
2: Yeah, this is some really good drunk acting, this.
1: Mm, Yeah, he's really horribly creepy and horrible. Yeah, yeah. As he kind of leers over her and says, um, you know, he really stuck his neck out trying to save you. Maybe, you know, and I did as well. Maybe you could give me something in return. <laughs> and she's she's like, you're drunk. Get out.
2: It's horrible. Leave, leave me alone, Windsor.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're a lovely, lovely girl. Oh. <laughs> Shut up, he says. As he turns up the TV. <laughs> um, uh, so he goes, Bond then goes in. Oh, this is my favourite bit as well. I mentioned it in the other podcast, but it does make me laugh that, a guard calls him and says, sir, there's something you have to see. <laughs> and he goes and looks, in, it's a manta ray. Yeah, yeah. And he's almost incredulously like, have you not seen a manta ray before?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it yeah, actually, bonds underneath it, hiding.
2: It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant discovery. Yeah, is that like, look,
1: look, look, Captain, a
2: fishy. It's
1: a fishy. <laughs> I've just seen a fish. How long have you worked here? Oh, it's my first <laughs> day. Uh yeah, so they, they then they're doing this really extravagant drug swap that a robot submarine yeah. takes the money to the drug dealers. They then take the money out and load the robot submarine with drugs. I mean that just seems like if you were watching this, that seems more conspicuous than just literally parking next door and throwing it in the back. But yeah, they do it anyway. But Bond um sabotages it. Well, first he goes he breaks into the boat and then goes to see Lupe. And puts a knife to her throat, and this is very, again, something you can't imagine Roger doing or any other bomb. Yeah, like yeah. A yeah. knife to a woman's throat and saying, "Make a make a noise, and you're dead."
2: Yeah. And then um, we, and this is where we see we he sees the bruises, doesn't he? Yes. Which again, yeah. the bruise, it's yeah, it's yeah, the the vein of nastiness is it's just really, it's brilliantly horrible to watch. And also, he says. um,
1: it's Sanchez's way, and then he goes. You seem to like it. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, then someone knocks at the door. Uh, it's Crest, isn't it? He says, "There's someone. Someone's on board." Because yeah, Bond yeah. locks someone in a, in a cupboard, <clears throat> and Bond's got a knife to her back, and she says, "I haven't seen anything," and closes the door and then he looks out the window and
2: then there it's
1: daytime yeah, now Yeah,
2: cuz she could sort of say i haven't seen anything all I, all i've seen is you at my door drunkenly trying to fuck me you creepy old bastard yeah but like she's got t- she's got an alibi
1: yeah exactly but bond looks out the window and sees sharky's boat being pulled in and he's hung up like a dead shark
2: yeah it's horrible it is, it's again it's a it's a like like even though you know in the bond world most of his Colleagues will will not last, but it's still upsetting to see Sharky like that.
1: Yeah, and then one of them says, hey, you know the funny thing, his name was Sharky. And Bond's like, stay here. And he goes out and grabs a harpoon, and then we get compliments of Sharky. Yeah. Fires a harpoon right into the guy.
2: And then and he goes down, he and we have a little you.
1: underwater fight,
2: which is yeah. really good. Have you, have you ever scuba dived? No. I, I did it once on holiday, We we did we did a an open water course Mm. uh, and um, it was in Fiji and Uh uh, the um, the the diving instructor clearly fancied my wife and so was saying to he was like going oh you're wonderful you're a mermaid you're a mermaid and I was very nervous and he was just openly taking the piss out of me he was just like going this is you in the water and like doing what would not a million miles away from a Joey Deacon impression. Of me, uh, and, uh, and to the point where I'm like, "Well, this is great. This is really building my confidence," and he was like an ex-army bloke, and his I won't get his email address. I can't remember the exact email address, but he was this. This gets across what he was like. It was slightly mad, Mike, oh, at God. whatever email address. But the idea of like S- I'm slightly mad, Mike. <laughs> so I've just got the image of him doing impression Joey you. Yeah, and literally, with, and I'm because like I remember my eyes being like saucers because I was I just was struggling to like get the you know the breathing gear in, mm. and where you have that where you, you know you're trying to deal with the adrenaline rush, yeah. and, then, and then you get someone doing an impression that you've not seen anyone do since 1983. <laughs> <laughs> and that's end of part one of this episode of Smirchpod. We'll be back later in the week
1: with part two, so please stick around. But in the meantime. Why not like, subscribe, review, enjoy, share, tell everybody you like. And you know, why not even buy Thunderbook? Hey, why not? See you next time.
3: If you're a fan of all things geeky, you're going to love Con Sessions, a brand new podcast by comedian Matt Heighton and myself, Beck Hill, where we interview your favourite cult heroes at Comic-Cons all across the world. We've got stars from Star Wars, Harry Potter, The Walking Dead and more. Make sure you tune in soon to Con Sessions. Great pig.